Tickets? Check. Popcorn and beverage? Check. It's showtime. Local talk that's moving the needle. From the iHub Radio Screening Room, this is Flicks and Picks with Brian Mendoza. Hey everybody, the coronavirus has officially made this a very special episode of Flicks and Picks. I have brought along my friend Dakota. Hi. Say hi, Dakota. Hi, I'm Dakota. (laughs) And I just brought him along because there's so much to talk about. There's no new movies coming out, really. I mean, the one movie that's coming out, I no, not gonna. I don't know. I'll have to. I'm saving that for later because that movie, ooh, that movie is interesting. And plus, like, the screenings for it were pretty lousy because of the coronavirus. But in this first segment, we're gonna talk about what's going on in the film industry with the coronavirus. Is it? what's going to happen and everything all the movies being delayed all the tv shows being delayed all the film festivals and famous people huh i wonder what famous people are being talked about on the news Hmm. and then um me and dakota will later on have a little debate because this um sunday is a anniversary showing i think it's not even a real anniversary it's not even like a 25th or 75 or 85 anniversary one it's like 83rd or something it's the anniversary they're doing a anniversary screening of king kong at fathom events and i thought why don't we do a debate about godzilla versus king kong so dakota will be arguing for godzilla right hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then i'll be discussing king kong and the merits and all that stuff so um, introduce yourself, Dakota. You know, we got to they gotta give the audience some semblance of who you are. What do you do? Um, so I'm a student at College of the Desert. I do music. Edu- I'm doing my degree for uh, music education. Uh, I play percussion, violin, guitar, theremin, and piano. Multi-talented ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm also in my own band, uh, 21%. We're planning an album, hopefully, for this summer. Uh, You can check out my Instagram page uh, at 21% Music. Um, And I'm glad to be here. Thank you. I was going to say, don't worry. I I was going to say, like, I I actually liked his, uh, just to let everyone know, I actually listened to a couple things that Dakota sends me and a couple lyrics. He's a very good writer, I gotta say, and a very good musician. So I definitely recommend that if anybody is interested, I will talk about it on the air. So um, whenever his album comes out, I'll briefly mention it, of course. And then I'll bring you on when Godzilla vs. King Kong actually comes on tele- when it comes in theaters. I was going to say in television, but maybe, perhaps maybe at this point. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that's true. But okay, so... You've heard? Did you did you hear about any delays so far? What do you know so far about the coronavirus delays with the movie industry? Um, I was so I'm in a lot of uh, movie groups on Facebook, uh, and everyone is pretty much worried that coronavirus is going to delay a lot of screenings, whether it's uh, you know, before the release date or during, uh, and uh. Mm. It's probably going to take a huge bite out of the movie industry because, of course, I mean, it's already bad that not as many people are are going to the movie theaters as they used to. No. Did you hear that AMC theaters and a couple big chains are actually reducing capacity? So, you know how they'll have like 100 seats in a theater in those big theaters? Now they're reducing it down to like 80, 50, or if like a small theater, 20 to 
10 and all that stuff. They've been doing that. It's pretty because, you know, they got to give people some distance and also they're cutting screenings. You know, they won't do as many screenings in the day. Yeah. And it it is probably difficult because of uh, the way digital media is. Uh, a lot of people just don't want to go out. They if they want to do a screening, they'd probably prefer to just do it in the privacy of their own home. And they feel a little safer too, you know, like I would feel like if you're self-quarantined after traveling or you just in general, you're like a germaphobic person, staying home would seem ideal. Yeah. And I mean, that's the other thing. Um, when you're at home, you can watch it with your friends. You can, you can say exactly what you notice, uh, even take notes on your phone. Cause, uh, I mean, I don't use paper to take notes at this point <laughs> who does i was gonna say like i i go when we go to college and we uh i guess i give up my age again like when we go to school like who <laughs> who's take they always ask you to take some notes i'm like homie let me just type it up i can read notes better if i type it up you know what i mean yeah but, <laughs> <laughs> but i was also gonna say like did do you know some of the movies that have come out that are being delayed or are you interested? I wish it, I got to name some for you. Did you know that No Time to Die got delayed? Oh yeah, I, I did hear about that. Did you want to see that one? Like, be honest. I don't know. I haven't been keeping up with... Uh, the James Bond series and yeah, all. Me neither. I, I don't really keep up with it at this point. I think the last one I watched was uh, Skyfall back back when it first Hold came on. out you know i keep thinking skyfall came out last year that's how it feels it that's the only one that's really stuck around and then and then i watch and then i'm like oh wait a minute there was a couple after that one it, it yeah. those there's so many james bond movies <laughs> and then specter like everyone i talked to who said they saw it said don't watch it it's a waste of time uh i can't vouch for them but uh <laughs> <laughs> can't vouch for their taste oh god but i was also gonna say um so other thing that's going on is the following movies are getting delayed quiet place 2 which if no one can see this but dakota did a tear fake tear running down his <laughs> eye. and um peter rabbit 2 which i think we when we saw little women i think you're like was that any good and i'm like well, the first one doesn't wasn't very good. Like, <laughs> and then um, New Mutants. What is, is New P Mutants part of any franchise or X Men? Okay, I thought so. That's it was supposed to come out the same year as Dark Phoenix, but then of course, like, nope, that nope, that they got delayed. At this point, it's a myth. I don't even think it's even, this movie even exists. They keep delaying it, delaying it, and then they finally say. Hey, coronavirus, another excuse. We don't want this movie out. Yeah, just like uh, Avatar 2. That's, I mean, of course I love the first Avatar, but I I know that I'm probably never going to see a sequel in my lifetime. <laughs> At least I hope, I hope we have a sequel. I mean, like, that was a pretty good movie. And with, you know, we live in a world where Peter Rabbit 2 exists and Avatar 2 quite doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Fast and the Furious 9 got delayed to April... 2021 there's nine fast and furious movies yeah it, it technically 10 because of the spin-off movie oh, hobbs yeah. and shaw and i have a feeling that they delayed it a whole year because they know that if they release fast and the furious 9 during the summer no one's gonna go see it in the summer yeah because everyone's panicking over the virus at this point that's true and i don't think anyone is like oh you know what 
I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to go see Fast and the Furious 9. I'm going to take a risk. <laughs> the Lovebirds, Blue Story, The Artist's Wife, The Truth, those are other movies. They're not as famous or franchisey. They're kind of independent movies. So they get, they're, they get delayed too because, you know, if a big movie gets delayed, then a, a, you could assume an independent movie gets delayed too. Yeah. And then Mulan got delayed. <sighs> I really don't know how to feel about that movie. It, it looks, it looks okay. Like that's my idea is that it looks okay. Except like, I don't know if you you've seen the trailer for it, right? Yeah, I have. Did you see the? You know that witch that they add into the trailer, the villain witch. I'm like, where was she? <laughs> they try to be more realistic, but then they add a witch in it. I'm like, what? Yeah, somehow the cartoon's gonna be more realistic than the live action movie. <laughs> and that one has talking dragons in it. And then Antlers, that horror film that came out, got um, delayed too. So, yeah, I mean, look at all these movies. And then, and then, um, South by Southwest got canceled, which. I mean, if you go to the film festival circuit, that is pretty, pretty bad because that film festival try to say it's trying to promote itself as like the inclusive festival because it wants to be like all all these women directors and all that. And mm-hmm. to me, that's a bit it's a shame because a lot of those women were really excited about it. And I and I thought, huh, well, you know, damn the one the one year that a film festival is trying to make a big deal about how many women it's including, it's like coronavirus is like. I sense a conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> Coronavirus is like, I don't think so. <laughs> I think, I, I th- you know, someone asked me like, uh, you know, I'm not even trying to be funny about the coronavirus. It's just that, you know, it's like all these movies, you know, the my the film industry and all that, it's getting affected. I, at this point, you can really just not laugh at the virus, but kind of laugh at the circumstances that you're left with in terms of the film industry, not in terms of people getting <laughs> sick and all that. But... I was also going to say, like, production... And here are the... These movies... And these TV shows are getting delayed. Stranger Things Season 4 got delayed. So if you're a fan of that show, then you miss out on it. And then Morning Show, which is the Apple TV show. Do you have Apple TV Plus? I don't use Apple TV. Um, <laughs> so I wouldn't know. I was going to say, like, The Morning Show and a couple shows on there get canceled. It, The Morning Show is like a fictional version of like um of like a morning show and that's like the most i can think of it <laughs> and then riverdale got delayed but i think most of us are kind of like that's fine you know just <laughs> i don't even know what riverdale is um riverdale is that um archie bunker tv show the live action one <laughs> that's on the cw and i'm like i'm not surprised you don't know what that is because like only like a few people know what that show is and it's like you know, um, and it's not that good. And then Russian Doll, and then the following movie's been delayed: Little Mermaid, uh, Shang Chi, the, and then um, Shrunk, <laughs> and then Peter Pan and Wendy, and then um, Flint Strong in the Mission Impossible movie, and Nightmare Alley, and Bros. Which, Bros. is a Billy Eichner romantic comedy, and I'm kind of interested to see like Billy Eichner, what's going on. What what are you doing? You know, but I don't know, man. You were talking about earlier how movie theater that. Um, I don't know. Like, I guess we were when we were talking about earlier. I guess we were talking about before this. We were you were saying that concerns about movie theaters. What else have you heard? Um, I mean, besides movie theaters, you got 
schools shutting down. I think uh, my old high school is actually closed off now, and they consider it an early spring break. Um, and recently I uh, got word that um, uh, College of the Desert is going to be shut down next week. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's affecting our community, and I think that the way... Do you think any theater... Do you think any movie theater in the Coachella Valley is going to close down? Um, just for a little bit, like any one? Don't name a single one, but like just in general, do you think there will be one? I think it's possible, because, um, I don't know, if anyone saw Endgame in theaters, they know how packed it was, and something like that could... Uh, <laughs> definitely get people sick and all that i agree and now do you now with the would the coronavirus prevent you from going to the movies like you specifically um i don't think so because really i just practice basic hygiene and i think if everyone just practices basic hygiene wears a mask maybe gloves uh i think you'll be fine um i'm not saying go out and get sick but you know, take precautions, of course, you know, those are, you know, if you, and I know you practice, like, pretty strong hygiene techniques, you know, like, and uh, basic hygiene, I mean, and... Like, even right now, I'm rubbing hand sanitizer onto my <laughs> hands. <laughs> but, honestly, it's, it's, it's a crisis, and the film industry is suffering from it, you know, but we'll have a fun episode, we're gonna do King Kong versus Godzilla for the rest of the program, so... We're going to get into the importance of those movies and which one we think is better. And then I have a poll, and we'll see who the winner is. Stay tuned. You're listening to Brian and Dakota on Flicks and Picks. Stay tuned. <laughs> Live from the Coachella Valley. He calls it as he sees it. This is... Flicks and Picks with Brian Mendoza on iHub Radio. You know, I think Dakota, you know, Dakota, I think the one thing I like about being friends with you is that, you know, we have such a, a strong affinity for monster movies and and it's so fun to just talk with someone seriously about these because in general, I think in most cases, would you agree that a lot of film like snobs or like critics and all that they kind of look down on monster movies, with the exception of a few of them, of course. Yeah, it's... I mean, even the general public has kind of a, an aversion to monster movies. Um, I mean, when I was a kid, I always loved Godzilla, and my family thought I was weird for liking it. <laughs> Me, mine, too. Like, my dad was like, "These that he's like, these are children's movies. And I'm like, Dad, but the first Godzilla movie is pretty darn serious. I don't understand how and you then, can... Godzilla versus sorry to cut you off but Godzilla no, versus Gigan that movie is just extremely violent like <laughs> I, I saw that as a kid and I was like why why is a monster getting its face cut open with a buzzsaw good lord and then King Kong too King Kong is a pretty violent movie because of the fact that um that scene with the um the um oh, Tyrannosaurus the, Rex yeah the jaw breaking scene that um, is some intent and it's blood too and and it's weird because, like, most people associate these movies for children. But are they? I don't think so. That's... Like, I, I remember seeing the 1970s remake of King Kong, and I don't, I don't know, seeing a snake get its jaw broken. It, it's a T-Rex in the first movie, the original, and then a snake in the remake. 
I don't know why they made that choice, but they did. But <laughs> they made a choice and they took it. <laughs> the jawbreaking was much more violent in that. Uh, had all your blood and color. And then when uh, the 2003 uh, remake by Peter Jackson came out, I remember being in theaters and during the jawbreaking scene, my mom covered my eyes. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god, I think it, the funny thing is that because they're animals, my parents will never do that. But if they're like anthropomorphized animal, I don't know how to say it. Anthropomorphic. Know? Yes. I read that more than I say it. <laughs> and the the if if I if they ever see a movie where an animal like Fritz the Cat or anything like that and they're stabbing each other, my parents will complain. Like if it's like two animals with like human qualities, you know. But if it's like animals like Godzilla or King Kong, they're like, oh, it's violent. It's whatever. It's for children. You know, little little babies like this. And I'm like, oh, come on, mom. <laughs> okay, dad. <laughs> okay, dad. Is it, I was going to say instead of okay, do boomer, we just say, okay, dad. You know, like that's. <laughs> yeah, we, we can do that. We okay, do dad. It. Okay, dad. Okay, mom. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, don't worry. This isn't the anti-boomer show. Don't worry. But uh, <laughs> But I was going to say like. Uh, just I was gonna say just to kind of pre uh, for those of you who might not know what these two movies are King Kong is a 1933 uh, monster movie directed and produced by Marion C. Cooper and it stars Faye Ray Robert Armstrong and Bruce Cabot and Godzilla is a 1954 Japanese kaiju movie directed by Ashiro Honda and starring Akira Takarada and I hope I say these names right. I really um, do. I mean, I, I, I speak a little Japanese, so um, I can probably say it if the page <laughs> decides to load. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but it's Ashiro Honda, right? Like that's how Ishiro you say Honda. Ashiro Honda. And then Takashi Shimura, Akihiko Hirata, Akira Takarada. Oh, okay. Momoko Kachi, and then some of the people Takashi Shimarsi, and you know. These both movies deal with monster, the monster in different ways. Like King Kong is a adventure movie, whereas Godzilla is more of a cautionary tale. I don't know, I don't know. How would you distinguish how they approach monsters from each other? Um, King Kong is definitely more of a film that's trying to demonstrate how great the effects are, you know, for the time. Oh yeah. And even the remake does that because, man, those a lot of those special effects still hold up quite well today. Excuse me. Um, and then as for the 1954 Godzilla, this is most definitely an anti-war movie. Um, it could almost be seen as a piece of uh, Japanese propaganda. Um, but, however, it's one of the pieces of... If it is propaganda, it's one of the pieces done right. Um, it has great anti-nuclear, anti-war messages uh, riddled throughout. And... That's pretty much the whole series. It's it's trying to avert from the use of nuclear energy. I, I definitely agree with the Godzilla being more propagandized, whereas King Kong definitely is a demonstration of the wonders of humanity, you know, or the wonders that humans can do as a, in terms of special effects. And my argument for King Kong's depth comes from the fact... I, I would say that King Kong... Is definitely a story about a about what is the real monster in society those who exploit King Kong or those who are King Kong himself what is really monstrous you know and I think that 
it's a great debate to have between these two movies because they're two very distinct movies and we'll have to get into like on the next couple segments more or less what makes one better than the other but right th- those mm-hmm. but just to make it clear these are two very different kinds of movies all right so thank you for listening so far you're listening to brian and dakota stay tuned we're going to be talking about king kong versus godzilla dakota will be arguing for godzilla 1954 and i'll be arguing for king kong 1933 and at the end we'll see which one wins according to this one poll that i had to do privately (laughs) (laughs) Uh, stay tuned thank you for listening so far Reinventing talk radio in the Coachella Valley. Homemade for the rest of us. From the iHub Radio screening room, this is Flicks and Picks with Brian Mendoza. So I'm going to give Dakota the first question, the first kind of question. It is, why is your film, Godzilla 1954, Gogeta, much more important or and than King Kong 1933 or would you say would you say it's and is it better why do you think it's a better movie is um, it more important what do you think about it? I feel it did a, a better message of what King Kong was trying to do of who are the real monsters humans or wild animals um, and the thing with Godzilla is that it's more accurate to uh, showing how destructive humans can be because of nuclear weaponry, uh, how it affects other people. E- even in uh, the first Godzilla movie, they show some actual uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki victims with uh, radiation burns all over them. Um, and clearly the film series has made uh, many warnings about the use, the overusage of nuclear technology. I mean, we had the earthquake that causes the tidal wave to rip through uh, Japan and destroy an entire nuclear power plant, which ruined the lives of many. Um, There was the Chernobyl event. I know that's a completely different continent, but uh, (laughs) it's it's still relevant. It shows how careful we should be with nuclear energy, or maybe we should find something better. Something that won't risk the lives of countless innocent people um anyways uh oh yeah um, i'll make that and therefore you conclude okay that's a pretty good argument um that's a really hard argument to beat because like king kong 1933 i would argue is a more important movie for film history because it is a film that without its existence godzilla probably wouldn't be around and I think, and that's fair. That's fair, but even then, I would say King Kong concedes to the Lost World, but because the Lost World it was nineteen twenty five, like um, movie you've you've heard of this one where it's like a it's one of the movies that inspired Jurassic Park, as you said. Yeah, even using the same title. Oh yeah, and one of the things was that that movie inspired King Kong and the visual effects for it, but 
Um, I would say King Kong is better because of the. I would not say it's more realistic, but I think in the fantastical way it's done, it gives us a more nuanced pers- position on it. Whereas the monster King Kong, which is the danger that the natural world po- possesses, is a neutral force that is only really reacting to its environment. Whereas the humans, in some ways, they do enable the neutral force to act different, to act more negatively. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the human characters are still likable and well-intentioned people, they are trying to just make a movie or they're just trying to, unfortunately, they're also flawed. They're flawed people because they want, they exploit an animal and... They pay the price for it. I yeah, mean. you're right about that. And... And my argument is that I think while Godzilla 1954 does a really good job of painting nuclear dangers, I think King Kong has a much more nuanced, much more like thoughtful take on it. Where it, and it's not as obvious, you know what I mean? It's not about nuclear destruction, King Kong. It's more about, I guess, even to some extent, environmentalism. You know, to to some extent. Yeah, I mean, nature is deadly, as we all know. Um. I mean, I think both of these films are excellent when it comes to showing how destructive nature can be when humanity interferes um, with the natural order of things. I mean, that's... I mean, those... Both of those movies could probably argument against the whole idea of cloning, and I know that's a whole other debate, but... uh, (laughs) Uh, I mean, that is true, and I would say that both movies... I think they're... If they weren't as filled with ideas and depth people would not have watched them again. I mean, I mean, most people don't know what the original Night Light Lost World is other than the fact that it does have good special effects and for the time at least. Yeah. And it's also in the public domain, so if you are a filmmaker and you want to put a cheap looking like a 1925 movie uh, the characters watching it, you don't have to pay the rights for it, you know. Um I would say that both movies are important. I think maybe King Kong is important more for for the success of it and the quality whereas Godzilla is more important for cultural discussions yeah that's one way to put it um I mean I've done a whole uh movie present a slideshow presentation for my Japanese class about why Japanese films are so important especially Godzilla um most of the people that worked on the original Godzilla from 1954 they were involved with World War II in one way or another uh, the director himself, Ishido Honda, he spent he spent most of his uh, young adult life fighting on the front lines uh, during the wars between China and Japan, and he used a lot of these personal experiences to he replicated them in his movies to show the horrors of war and also the horrors of nuclear technology as. And to supplement that, he had a deadly force of nature, Godzilla, who is here maybe as kind of a balance for everything. Something that can stop all the war. Maybe, uh, depending on what movie you watch, it could be we did something bad and we have to pay the price for it. Or we did something bad and we got to work together to fix this. That is true, because Godzilla has evolved so much that... In some ways, the more lighthearted films don't have that serious of a message, you know, like like they don't really like push the sort of like we need to be punished for our bad deeds sort of vibe that I would argue the first couple one of them does. The first one does. 
and it's funny because Miriam C. Cooper, the director of God uh, of King Kong, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I think a remake by Miriam C. Cooper of Godzilla would have been a better remake of anything compared to a couple of the American remakes. But well, we won't get too much into those. But he was an American aviator. He was in the United States Air Force. He was a part of the Explorers Club. And what I think was interesting was that because he was in the Explorers Club and he was traveling the world and documenting adventures, it bled into his movie. So it's interesting that these two directors, they had lives and they're in, and you see them right in these movies. And that's actually really cool. Um, I would say, I would, I'm going to say, I'm going to ask which, for your film, what do you, compared to God, King Kong, do you think your film, Godzilla, has a broader appeal? Why would you argue that it has a broader appeal? Mm. What would you mean by uh, broader? Like outside of us, like outside of monster movie um, fans. Would you say Godzilla has a broader appeal over King Kong? Um, that's really hard to say because, once again, kaiju films aren't the most popular. In, Which is uh, unfortunate, you know. Yeah, it's a shame, but um, I think Godzilla might be more recognizable and... It, it might be easier to convince someone outside to uh, watch a Godzilla movie rather than a King Kong film. And I would say it's because of name recognition, like you said. And it's also because um, people, I, I don't know if you would agree, people when they see the original 1933 King Kong and they don't know about it and they watch it, they'll be surprised by the visual effects and unfortunately maybe laugh at it whereas godzilla part of the gimmick is the visual effects you know right. people know that it's a man in a suit so they go into it and they're like okay well i already laughed about it before then so i see it and it is what it is and that's a good i would say that's a pretty decent pretty good argument my argument for broad appeals like i mean king kong's listed among the greatest movies of all time and the sad thing is that this is a case where foreign films get the shaft how come King Kong gets screenings, anniversary screenings, and and last year was would have been another would have been um, the sixty fifth anniversary of Godzilla, and they definitely didn't do anything for that either. You know, last year we could have had screenings for it, and it's sad because last year we had a really great surge in Asian cinema. Yeah, um, I think one of the reasons you didn't see a lot of screenings for the old kaiju movies is because you had one of the biggest kaiju movies in American theaters, uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, my bad. Um, <laughs> which, I, it's a silly movie, but it's also very well made. I advise yeah. all viewers to, uh, to uh, you Check know, watch, the, watch no, the movie. It's fun. I, I reviewed it positively. I had a good time. I mean, one of the arguments people had against that movie was the human characters. Would you say your film Godzilla has better human characters, human drama than King Kong or cuz King Kong doesn't have great human drama either. Neither one of these has great human drama. Um it's hard to say which one has better uh, human drama cuz I mean they're both love stories with monsters if we look at them <laughs> from certain points of view. And they're almost like love triangles because in Godzilla it's a love triangle between a scientist, a woman because that's all she really is in the movie is just a woman because yeah. you can't for, it, apparently can't write anything can't give her a job it was the 50s <laughs> and then a woman who lives at home and then um i guess to call it her college friend or something like her like like uh her friend it's like a friend of hers that's her boyfriend basically because yeah. he's boyfriend and um in king kong you got boring dude 
with Girl Who Screams most of the time and King Kong to some extent. <laughs> yeah, and then a bun- in both movies, a bunch of guys with guns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I would argue that King Kong has a better human story because at least you know, you at least know who Fay Ray is by the end, even if she screams. And they have more memorable characters, whereas King Kong, like they're more serious and stern. At least the King Kong characters, you can kind of. The sad thing is, you can laugh at some of the really problematic stuff, even like, like the racist stereotype that they have in King Kong, the Chinese stereotype. I'm like, okay, that's yeah. horrible, but you know, at least I know who that character is, you know. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Um. I mean, one thing that did really help uh, the 1954 Godzilla was their casting choice. Sure, the characters are weak, but you they have, are better actors. You have great actors like Takashi Shimura, who's who was one of Japan's greatest actors of all time, starring in a Seven Samurai and uh, Rashomon? Oh, those are good movies, and he's a he's a um, he's the father in that one, right? Like the father of the yeah. main character. Um, and what's interesting is uh, Seven Samurai is directed by uh, one of Ashiro Honda's closest friends, uh, Akira Akira Kurosawa. Yeah, oh, yeah, Akira Kurosawa. Yeah. And, oh, I love that movie. And those are good movies. They're both excellent filmmakers. Um, Seven Samurai is another great movie. I'd highly recommend checking it out. No, me too. I think that if you've never seen Sam- Seven Samurai and you're listening to this, you need to listen. You need to watch it. You really do. It's such a great movie. I mean, if you're gonna stay home, you gotta watch Seven Samurai. It's yeah. on the Criterion Channel, by the way. I would even say Momoko Kochi, the the woman, the the actress who plays um, Emiko in Godzilla, the main female character. I think she's a good actress too. I'm surprised she didn't have much of a career. I thought she was good. Yeah, I, it's like she appeared in two Godzilla movies, which were like 40 years apart. Destroya, yeah. Yeah, um, it is kind of a shame to see such great actors not do much. Uh, I was even talking with my mom about uh, the show King of the Hill the other night, and Johnny Hardwick, the voice of Dale, he hasn't done anything since King of the Hill. It's a shame because, like, even in the case of King Kong, you got a lot of great actors in that one, too. And that's what makes these movies better is not the human characters, but the acting. Like, Robert Armstrong, he's really charismatic. He, as Carl Denham, heck, even he's so good that J- J- uh, Jack Black and a couple actors afterwards couldn't even emulate him. And then <laughs> Faye Ray just, you know, she screams most of her part, but she's likable. And then Bruce Cabot, you know, he's I mean, he's good too. But I would say, yeah, the Godzilla actors were better. And before we close off, I will say screaming does take talent. You can ask any metal singer out there. <laughs> no, that's true. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I, I would argue Fay Ray's a better screamer than Amiko, but Amiko's a better actress. Yeah. I agree. Well, we'll talk later about this. Uh, stay tuned. You're listening to Brian and Dakota on Flicks and Picks. Stay tuned. When you want to know what happened and why and what's next in the Coachella Valley, come here. iHub Radio, the local news talk authority. This is Flicks and Picks with Brian Mendoza. Call 760-544-TALK. That's 760-544-8255. Now here's Brian Mendoza. As we were talking about during the break, I think that... um, we were just talking about, in general, like, if you had, when I did the poll, I told someone no third-party voting, and then someone said, 
come on, you can't vote for Gamera. You can't write Gamera, and no one wants to vote for that one anymore. And Dakota was like, we'll get a Gamera movie when Disney runs out of money. <laughs> yeah, and when we get Left 4 Dead 3, and uh, and when Marvel stops making movies. Oh, no. I mean, I mean at this point... I mean, Gamera versus Godzilla, I think, I never understood how that's a real debate because my idea is that I, I, I obviously thought Gamera never really had a great movie to begin with. Like, they've had good movies, like the, the Gamera 90s trilogy. Right, those are excellent. No, um, I, I would say so too, but... But, like, it had such a weak start. Um, I think even the first Gamera movie on IMDb has, like, a 3.5 rating. And they're just boring. Like, I get bored because... Like, I just don't understand how they had a broad appeal to begin with. I get that people wanted to watch something that wasn't Godzilla, and they needed something right away. But it's like, you know, just wait until the next Godzilla movie. They didn't come out that unoften. They came out often enough that you don't need to watch any Gamera movies. Yeah. But but also, like, Gamera has some really funny moments, like Gamera doing some somersaults in that famous movie. <laughs> um, Dude, my, my PE teacher, he would be so proud. If he saw Gamera doing those somersaults on a, it, it was a power plant, right? Oh yeah, it was just so random. And I think you know how they often say that Godzilla looks like he's destroying toys. Yeah. Ga- Gamera looks like he is a child, literally playing and destroying toys. It in, looks worse. Yeah, in a giant turtle suit. <laughs> oh god. But there's nothing wrong with that. Like, no, they're I, fun. I live for that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, me too. Um. Do you think Godzilla has better special effects than King Kong, if we're going to debate that big aspect of it? Um, in my opinion, yes, because of the uh, time differences. Because um, we're talking, what, 21 years between the films? No, yeah, they're actually pretty much 21 years, because 33 and then 54, yeah, 21 years. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, Um, and I think uh, Godzilla achieved more of the uh, believability of a giant monster because the way uh, um, Asuto Honda directed the film, uh, he developed these new camera techniques that involved a lot of low angles to make things seem larger, and then he supplemented that with a lot of slow motion. And one of the best, uh, one of the strongest traits about uh, Godzilla 54 is actually the sound. Oh, yeah, you're right, the music and the sound. Um, the composer Akira Ifukube, who also did the sound, he was he was brilliant. Um, <laughs> he actually created Godzilla's roar by rubbing a leather glove across a double bass and then amplifying it in his own bathroom. And that's kind of different from King Kong because King Kong they used real animal voices. They just put them together and they switched it out and they just kind of melded them together where it's like a lion mixed in with like a an, like another a, a different kind of lion and then. A, a various animal noises together, and um, then they mixed it up a bit. I think they even used a couple elephant sounds. Oh, yeah. Because um, yeah. I know Jurassic Park had to do that for um, for the T-Rex, and then they, they'd they always distort the sound, similar to what you can do with a guitar. Just put a bunch of effects over it, loop it. No, and that's, and that's actually a really creative thing about sound effects. I think people forget that sound effects are so important to the creation of movies that we forget that monsters really do rely a lot on that too. And would you even say the music for Godzilla helps it out? Yes, without a doubt. Um, The bizarre time signatures in uh, the Godzilla theme, 
They do give this kind of uncomfortable feeling in your stomach, which just goes excellently with the movie. Because um, I think it was composed, for the most part, in 7-4. Um, I know... I don't know how many musicians listen to this channel, but... <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> you know, it's a pretty weird time signature, and then it heads into 9-4 eventually. I was going to... For me, I would even, I, I guess I would concede that Godzilla does have a better score because King Kong's score is gigantic and beautiful and it's like huge, you know, it's just like this bombastic score and I love how like every time the monster shows up, it's like, it's fun. And, and the difference between the two scores is that King Kong has a fun score with adventure in it and it's big and giant and epic, whereas Godzilla has a very like do-do-do, 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 very, very frightening score you imp it's doom yeah it gets it makes you feel uncomfortable in the stomach giving you this whole sense of impending doom i would argue king kong has better special effects just because i think that they hold up extraordinarily well for their time whereas i believe godzilla doesn't have the best special effects of its time you think so i would you're like <laughs> you want to fight about it outside? i was like you really th I, was, I would argue godzilla to some extent they still had problems in the first movie. They, they, the, the suit was heavy, and of, and the thing is though, the the puppet work on the suit when they move to the head isn't perfect. Oh no! Like that specific scene is just god awful. Like you can tell it's a hand puppet as opposed to the head that they've used, and King Kong. You know, part of the appeal is that the the stop motion it is part of it and it's well and it's beautifully timed too it takes oh, yeah. it's a lot of hard work but i can see how somebody might say wait a minute this is um this is this looks a little cartoony you know what i mean right um i i know the first godzilla movie was actually supposed to be stop motion when the monster came in but um they they decided to go with suitmation because they and myself believed it looked a bit more realistic and it was easier to work with it didn't take as much time as stop motion i mean that's true and would you argue that king kong looks small because of the stop motion because some people have told me that and i thought well yeah i guess it does but some of the stuff like when when kong is holding Anne, you can't really you can tell when they use the big con um uh puppet animatronic it looks really big and Godzilla, I will argue, yeah, he looks big. At least I would say with Godzilla, because they use the low angles, mm -hmm. it looks bigger. Whereas King Kong could look small, by incident incidentally. But before we run out of time, I did a poll on my Facebook page. And one person voted third party, but they threw away their vote, so we'll leave that <laughs> alone. <laughs> you know, we'll give that vote to Mothra, because that's the only worthy third party candidate right now. <laughs> what a queen. She, she's our queen, you know. Um, the queen. <laughs> the queen. Okay, so so the winner is Godzilla, because I had a short, small poll of four people. And because... <laughs> I don't know, it's a small poll and not everyone's seen all these movies, you know, because I made it clear that it's the Japanese version of Godzilla, you know. So watch that version. Uh, by the way, King Kong has a special screening on Saturdays at the Mary Pickford Theater. Check the theater website. But um, Godzilla won three out of four votes. So Godzilla is the better movie according to my Facebook, but according to my heart, King Kong is a better <laughs> movie. But I love Godzilla. It's such a great movie. 
Yeah, definitely watch both of the films. <laughs> I was glad to be on here. Thank Th you, Brian. <laughs> you, thank you so much. Um, stay tuned next week. We'll have another special episode of Flicks and Picks because, because we have to have a lot of these. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening. <laughs>